You are Locked On Mavericks, your daily podcast on the Dallas Mavericks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This is going to be huge. 360 in the contract, never that. I just take the contact, I'll bring it back. I'm running on the fast break, behind the back. Yeah, this, that, this, that, this, that. Dirk with the Welcome. You are locked on the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Angstead, media member at MavsMoneyBall.com, and I am joined, as always, by the Rick to my Carlisle, the editor of The Smoking Cuban. What you got for me, Isaac? Uh, we're four days from, or actually, we're three days from December 15th. Nick, if you had to pick one Mav to be traded before the deadline, who is it? Uh, to pick one Maverick? I think I'm going to yes. pick Jeff Withy. Free Jeff. Hashtag free Jeff. We did free jaw. Twitter. Listen to me right now. Twitter, we did free jaw, and we freed jaw. Jaw is now on the Brooklyn Nets. Now we're going to free Jeff, okay? Not Cooperstein. Not Jeff Bridges. Not Jeff Dunham. Not No, not any of those Jeffs. Not Jeff DeHaan. Shout out to Jeff DeHaan. We went to kindergarten together. Save Jeff. Free Jeff. Hashtag free Jeff. Let's get Jeff out of here. Get get Jeff somewhere where he's going to be appreciated. I'm not attaching a second rounder with Jeff, though. Uh, Jeff no, can I don't stay think you here. have to. Jeff could stay in jail here. and uh, Yeah. Jeff's, Jeff Withy is still a serviceable backup center. Did you just call being a bench player on an NBA roster jail? Dude gets to fly all over the United States. You just said free. Hang, hang out with Mark Cuban. You can free people from other things besides jail, Isaac. There are emotional cages out there that, that are holding people back. There are there are mental cages. There are all kinds. There are relationships, like you said. There, there's also, there are sicknesses and illnesses, like my, wife sneezing, from. <laughs> like my wife sneezing in the background. <laughs> oh, she's in she's in finals week mode right now she is just she is dun, 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 uh, she's dun. locked in as we are locked into the mavericks she is locked into her her uh second to last semester in college locked on finals welcome <laughs> that would be the worst podcast you are locked on finals part of the locked on college network no just no no <laughs> If the network gets so big that we end up doing random stuff like that, no, it's done. We're done. It's done. All right, so you came here for Ma- Dallas Mavericks news, and we're going to bring you Dallas Mavericks news. But before we do that, Isaac, oh, you, crap. you and I have combined forces and created a basketball player that plays in Lafayette, Indiana. <laughs> so wild. Shout out. Oh, my gosh. Shout out bro. to Eric Blue Bowen. He is at EB50 underscore. He tweets us all the my time. My boy Blue. Shout out, shout out to him. Uh, he tweets us with this tweet from a uh, a guy that that tweeted basically like this <laughs> this high school basketball thing, Mason Asher. So he says like a couple of guys had good showings at this forum tip-off thing. Uh, it's like this big basketball tournament or whatever. And there's a 2000, 2018, so he's a senior, senior 6'4 forward named Isaac Angstead, who had a double-digit double rebounds. <laughs> there's a basketball player named Isaac, and it's spelled with two A's, Isaac Angstead. That is remarkable. This is our new favorite recruit. Yep. Um, I, th- I feel like he should be on the pod at some point. Oh man, if we can get if we can get in touch with Isaac Angstead, guys. If anybody out there knows Isaac Angstead, he lives in Lafayette, Indiana. He goes to McCutcheon High School. Make this happen. He needs Make to be on the pod. Happen. 
yeah, I was blown away whenever I saw this tweet. I'm like, somebody found this and uh, connected this to us, and that I start cracking. Is up. so funny. <laughs> There's a guy <laughs> named Isaac Angst that just combined the two of us. Combine us, and that's that's the prospect you get. So hopefully. So, He's so, MVP someday. So long term, this is what we're gonna do, okay? Uh, long term, he becomes the third host, hosted by <laughs> Nick Isaac Angstead Isaac Harris. That's weird, Dick. He can be like our Higgins to like Jimmy Fallon. He can just like chime in or be our like Tate Frazier hey, to Bill hey, Simmons. Hey, hey, newsflash! You are already the Higgins. <laughs> I quit. <laughs> Goodbye, everyone. It's been real. <laughs> Appreciate the Mavericks. Peace out. <laughs> Boom. No. <laughs> so I'm all right, cutting well, down the forest. I wanted to. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to point that out first because I thought that was hilarious. So all right, let's get into let's get into some Mavs news. Kawhi Leonard has finally been listed slash upgraded as probable. Mm, the Mavericks play the Spurs. Pre-game. In Dallas tonight. And the super talkative Kawhi Leonard uh, should be make a season debut. And now the Mavericks are becoming uh, the team that everyone gets their debuts. Since Tony Parker made his debut against the Mavericks in Dallas last time. and uh, Or was, was that in Dallas? Or was that in San Antonio? Either way, I can't remember. I think but it was in San Antonio. He made his debut against the Mavericks. So now we get Kawhi Leonard. Cool, cool. Boom. So, yeah, Kawhi Leonard will be playing in the game. Seth Curry, the we finally were able to ask about Seth Curry. It was yesterday. It was December 11th. We were able to ask about him. He is out at least until December 18th. So another week. Hmm. Another week for Seth. Uh, if you're playing the drinking game, it's where you take a drink every time uh, <laughs> Seth's out for another week. So uh, take a drink. Pour up. How many weeks is that? Like you're inebriated at this at this point. If you. If you're doing this, if you're oh, following you're along t- at you're home. You're in the tank right now. Not that, no, you, you've you you've drunk a whole tank, basically, at this point. <laughs> also, they uh, from practice today, Dennis is progressing. Still no timetable for his return. We said that on yesterday's show. Uh, he missed the two games this past weekend. He is going to miss this game again tonight uh, and for the foreseeable future. So it's not one of those things where they're going to shut him down you know, for a season or anything like that, but they wanted to just be careful and cautious like they are with Seth. So who knows? But I will say the difference between Dennis and Seth is I think Dennis sells some tickets. <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, the Curry name sells some tickets too, though. But Yeah, to um, Dell and Sonia and Riley uh, and Aisha. and uh, People love the Currys. But no, I mean, oh man, that first year in summer league that I went, he wasn't even on the Mavericks. He was going to be on the uh, the Kings, and he was just swarmed. Yeah, just so many people around him. I was like, how? Why? How? <laughs> no, I mean, we we expect Dennis to be back soon, so it shouldn't be something long term. But we said this about Seth, though, so got to be careful. Well, Seth Seth was Seth was official. Had an actual press release to it actual diagnose diagnose thing in the press release saying be reevaluated weekly all that stuff like that so we'll see we'll see how it is yeah we'll see and that is your Mavs news that's all we got for for Mavs news today unless you got anything else you want to add to that no just a reminder McRoberts Finney Smith Nerlens is out so that's uh, once again five Mavericks that are out oh 
We also got updated that McRoberts has oh my been gosh. he's been upgraded. I'm gonna make this joke again. He's been upgraded to five on zero practice. Uh, plot twist: he was the zero. <laughs> I think the joke was better the second time I made it. That's that's me, Nick. That's me. So that's all we got for Mavs news today. The next thing we're gonna get to is these Nerlens trades. We are going to, as we did in a pod two pods ago we went through all the eastern conference teams and tried to find a trade partner for the mavericks to get nerlens noel as isaac said the trade the uh i guess not the deadline the uh, the start date for players that signed new deals to get traded is december 15th so that's just in a couple days coming up depending on when you're listening to this and so nerlens will be able to be traded then again reminder to everybody that he has bird rights with the mavericks that means that the mavericks are able to sign him and go over their cap. So let's say that the Mavericks reach their cap. They haven't signed Nerlens yet. He has a cap hold, which is like, I think 90% of your salary the year before, 190% or something like that from the year before. And so they have that cap hold that's sitting there and then they're able to sign him over the cap. That's why teams can go over the cap. When people are like, wait, I thought the cap was, you know, 98 million or something like that. And all of a sudden the Cavs are at like 137. People are like, wait, what the heck? How is this possible? Well, that's possible. They, they can re-sign these guys because they have their bird rights. And so for Nerlens to be traded, he must agree to waive his bird rights or relinquish his bird rights. So when he goes to this other team, they will not have his bird rights. Yeah, so keep that in mind. His injury uh, recovery uh, should put him you know, late January, at least a couple weeks before the trade deadline. Uh, so should see should see some action maybe before the deadline. Um, you would assume that Nerlens and Rich Paul and his camp uh, would want um, him to, if there's another opportunity for him to get some minutes at an, another place, that you know they would uh, waive that or allow that to happen. But you never know. I mean, they could they have all the power in the world to sit back and say, "No, nah, we're just gonna uh, sit back in Dallas and just wait for free agency and." play our cards then so you don't know what they're going to do don't know what dallas is going to do but uh, we assume that you know dallas will at least explore you know some options yeah and uh just to tell people i think he's not just going to want some minutes he's going to want the potential to be a starter you know like that that's going to be something that he's going to going to want so like somebody sent me a trade today i'm trying to look for it Um, i don't know i don't know i would i would disagree probably with that because if somebody's like, let's say somebody like Minnesota sitting there saying, you know, we'll give you, you know, 20 something minutes off the bench behind Taj and Cat. If I'm Nerlens, I, I take that. It's better than nothing. It's better than getting is a hot he gonna, dog. Is he going to get that even with, with Gorgie Jang there? Well, I think in the. In, and their in starters the, get like all the minutes? Yeah, but like, I mean, obviously if that deal was on the table, like, it would be with him to come in. Because, that, because that's the thing. A team's not going to, with them not. With whatever team trading for Nerlens not being able to go over the cap to re-sign him, they're going to bring him in to play him. So you're not going to see it. a team's not going to want to trade for Nerlens um, and not play him any, or to just give him a couple minutes a game because they're not going to be able to. You know, they want to see what they got. And so, yeah, I mean, I could see like if Minnesota did entertain it. You know, what if, you know, what if Minnesota said, hey, you know, looking at Gorgie, a three-teamer or something like that or, you know, whatever. But we'll talk more about those teams in a little bit. We will. The other thing I want to get to quickly 
uh, Kevin Blaine on Twitter asked me if uh, if the, we've ever done a podcast about the relationship between between Rick and Nerlens and why it went into the gutter. And I just want to clarify this. We've we've gone into this at length. The reason why it went into the gutter, you know, Nerlens not necessarily you know showing the kind of effort and the kind of not necessarily attitude. Attitude is part of it, but just not the work ethic that that Carlisle likes and guys like the you know the Dwight Powells and the Yogi Ferrells and the, you know the obviously the Harrison Barneses and guys like that. You know, he just didn't show that type. But I wanted to to specifically point out the fact that when Nerlens came into the Mavericks, he he. He didn't start with Carlisle's favor. He came in as basically a net zero with Carlisle. And I think that's how a lot of players come in. I think Dennis was a little different, but Carlisle also invested in Nerlens from the from the jump, like from the beginning. He had time to do that, first of all. And there was a lot invested in Dennis because it was their highest pick since Dirk Nowitzki. <laughs> so they had that as well. So I just wanted to point that out that with Rick and Nerlens, it started out as a net zero. And then everything since Nerland arrived in Dallas has either been positive or negative in Nerland's favor with Carlisle. He, he he's very like works based. He's you know he's very looks at your actions. What have you done for me lately? Like what you know what have you been doing? Are you you know doing the little things? Are you putting in the extra time? You know are you doing all that kind of stuff? And it doesn't sound to me like Nerland's is is doing those things and has been doing those things. And so I think that's why people perceive now that their relationship is in the gutter. It just sort of went downhill from zero where it was, <laughs> you know, it wasn't necessarily like he had his favor. He had his benefit of the doubt and all that stuff. He did not get the benefit of the doubt with Rick and not a lot of players do. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's not like we're talking, um, freaking Jason like kid even. <laughs> yeah. It's not, it's not like we're looking at like, let's say, you know, like three months from now and let's, you know, Harrison Barnes and Carlisle's just, complete you know where Nerlens and rick is now and we're looking at saying wow look how close they were look how great of a relationship they had and now then that the the wording of why did it get into the gutter now uh, but we don't have that foundation to build on with Nerlens and rick and you know he came in there was never evidence that they were just best friends and um yeah i mean nick said it right it's just you know, Carla has certain expectations and, um, and just meeting them and all that stuff. But, and really comparing that to Dennis and expanding on what Nick said, you know, with Dennis, there's a lot of, um, a lot of investment to, you know, to Dennis of being such a high draft pick to where, you know, Dallas didn't give up much for Nerlens. And yeah, the, there was all these expectations and all oh, Tyson Chandler starter kit, you know, Donnie Nelson kind of wish he never said that. Um, but it was going to come out eventually. <laughs> Yeah, and like every, that was just all thrown around everything, and when we he said, had all. When these, he said he was a starter kit, do you think he just meant like that? He you needed an air compressor and to just like pump him up, and that's when you know, like, like as in a balloon is like the starter kit for a balloon animal. <laughs> uh, it's like uh, getting a toy like airplane, and you just have all the parts, but you got to put it together. And um, I don't even know if one part was put together. But then, the, but then the plane also has to add like thirty pounds of muscle in order for it to actually fly in order for it to go. Um, but no, and, and we're not, I'm not saying there's different expectations for Dennis and like Nerlens, but, um, I think there is definitely was. your, your relationship with Nerlens could go South and it's, it's a big deal, obviously, but you know, you can cut bait with Nerlens and be like, okay, no big deal. If this stuff happens with Dennis right now, then it's a massive deal. I mean, you, you're talking about a top 10 draft pick star potential in Dennis, 
to where if your relationship just goes south and just gets nasty and then you got to figure out what to do and then it's just a whole bigger issue um with Dennis so yeah with Nerlens I mean it, it's done you can go back to Lockdown Mavericks I was thinking about this the other day the day that Nerlens signed the qualifying offer I remember Nick and I on the podcast Nick asked Nick asked me the very next pot hey What's up with you know Nerlens and Dallas? Is he going to be here long term? And I remember very clearly saying he's gone. <laughs> like this ain't going to happen. Like it, it, it's just it's out and it's done. And we both you know talked about that then. And um, and I think changed. at that point I was fifty fifty, and then uh, it just waned ever since. <laughs> it went to twenty five. <laughs> then it went to I think eight percent at one time. I said, and then it went you know it's just gone ever it's 80 81 percent 69 percent it's got progressively worse ever since so but no yeah all right so now now we're here now we're here and let's fly through these teams we don't have a ton of time left on this i don't want to do a super long pod so the denver nuggets uh they got mason Plumley, who's on the books for a lot of money mason Plumley is a weird deal where it's 14 million this year 12.9 next year and then 14 again so it dips up and down which is just a weird contract don't really see that too often. Uh, they also have Fareed, who's at 13 this year and uh, 13.7 next year. And uh, Darrell Arthur, who is at 7.4 and 7.4 this year and next year, the player option. Those are, those are their kind of bigs that they're working with, and I can imagine that they would want to get out from under all those guys. Um, yeah. I do want to preface to – we prefaced this on the last pod as far as um, Eastern Conference trades with New Orleans. We're going to quickly go through each team in the West, and we're just going to going to assume it's going to take more than a second rounder. It very well we very well could see at the deadline at the deadline Dallas trades Nerlens for a future second rounder to another team, <laughs> and that could be the deal. Right. And it could make a lot of a lot of fans really mad. But so we're just to assume it might take more than that. Um, with Denver, I I don't have them as a team uh, chasing yeah, Nerlens because I feel like if you're going to trade for Nerlens it's with the small possibility that he could be your starting center long-term. And they already got Jokic. They already got Paul Millsap. They already got a lot of money under, under um, Plumley, M- Mason. Yeah. Mason Plumley. So I don't see that as an option. I'm all about the Dwight Powell free swap, <laughs> uh, but, okay, uh, but no, I mean, I guess if they could get out from, you know, one of them, maybe would a, you know, would Denver attach a first round pick with Mason Plumley? to take back New Orleans, and then, you know, Dallas takes on the Plumlee contract. I, I don't know. <laughs> Would a first-round pick be worth taking on Plumlee? Yes. Oh, yeah. Sure. First-round okay. first round pick for a team that needs long-term assets? Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Guy's only got two years left after this year, so definitely. And 14 yeah. is not like Moz. I guess Mozgov was only at like 16, 18, so not that much. Not huge difference. Pl- pl- Plummy is a lot better than Moskov. Too. Also, also true. So you're getting a smaller contract and a better player. The Golden State Warriors. No, I don't see anything for them. They could send. Z- Although they could send Zaza back if they don't. If they want to get rid of Zaza, they could send him back. What about Zaza and Pat McCall? <sighs> now you got me because the, I'm totally because in on they that because I, I love Pat McCall. Well, they're not going to be able to repay, re- re- you know, pay Pat McCall. No, that's that's I think is one one. Uh, target for the Mavericks in the summer. If if Golden State didn't have the emergence of Jordan Bell, oh, I would I would have already written about this. A Pat McCall Zaza for Nerland swap. Um but I think Zaza I is know. better for them right now. Yeah, 
Uh, I think Nerlens would be super intriguing with him, but uh, I think Jordan Bell yeah. gives you everything that Nerlens is gonna would would have given you. Oh yeah, yeah, and that's why I don't consider it. But the Pat McCall situation for Golden State's really intriguing yeah. because do they trade him before the deadline or uh, it, do they risk losing him? For it's now? a smaller version of the Harrison Barnes situation, for sure, for sure. The uh, the Houston Rockets. Uh, I don't really see anything for no. them either. I mean, if they want to get it out from Nene, but then they already tried to sign him to like a five year de- five year deal this summer, so they they really are invested in him. They have Tark Black, and Clint Capella is up for a big deal this summer. So, yeah, he's so good, dude. Yeah, I don't no, know all about Clint yeah, There's Capella. no way. So uh, the Los Angeles Clippers. There's some interesting three teamers here if they want to get out from under DeAndre. I think you've already mentioned some of them on the pod. Yeah, so when I did my I did a piece a while back or last week, nine teams that could trade for Nerlens Noel, and I did kind of ranked them high, medium, low. Clippers were one of my medium teams. They fall in that same category as um, a Memphis, as you know, a, a Miami. That if they decided to move on from their big man DeAndre Mark Saul Hassan Whiteside, that they could pull Dallas in there and swing Nerlens to their team. So that's the only thing with the Clippers. I don't know where the Clippers are going at this point because they just got back Gallo and they and Milos was just is coming back really soon or tonight possibly. Yeah, I saw them post about um, him on Instagram, so it's and it oh said re, it said Return of the Jedi. So I love to do that. And then Blake was like warming up with the team tonight and stuff too, getting shots at before the game. So they might not be throwing in the towel just yet, but uh, you could see something maybe by the deadline. The Los Angeles Lakers of Inglewood, California. Um, Your boys. So being Isaac, tell me if I'm wrong on this. Being probably the only human You're being wrong. on earth that has watched every Dallas Mavericks and every LA Lakers game this season. Stop me if I'm wrong. No one, probably. no one else has done that. <laughs> That's who true. else probably would torture not. themselves to that extent besides me. No, yeah, that's true. Yeah. Only you. You, <laughs> you're in that camp. I don't think anyone else has done that. Um, the the Dallas Mavericks are not going to get Nerlens Noel. They're not going to get Julius Randle for Nerlens Noel. <laughs> Why not? Julius Randle has been so dang good. If you listen to, but are they going to pay him? But the thing is, he's too valuable at this point. He has been so good that, are arguably, he has been the best player on their team this year. Well, that's not saying too much. Stop it. <laughs> he is, he's been the best player on their team. And so they look at it. I think that they see too much value in him. They see potentially as a long-term piece. I, I'm Everybody in L.A. thinks that it's not going to happen, that he's already moved on. Um, and so they're either going to try to get something for him, but the something has got to be better than just Nerlens Noel. So you'd have to send something out, else out to him. And I don't think the Mavericks have anything else they'd want one thing that, that could be interesting though a Devin Harris to the Lakers might be intriguing because they don't really have a backup point guard right now yeah. and they don't really have a veteran like guard Corey Brewer is like their ve- their veteran like wing guard if, type player but if you're not but the Lakers are not competing for playoffs so they're they wouldn't No, you you would bring him in to be like a, a mentor type guy and also your backup point guard Lonzo's already got Lavar, so who cares? As his backup point guard, as his mentor, he also has the Lithuanian studs, Mello and Jello. Oh my gosh! How long is that's that gonna so last? Stupid. A month? It's not even gonna last. It's not even gonna happen. That, 
Melo is going to uh, – never mind. I'm not, I don't want to get into that. All right, spent too much time on the Lakers already. What? Hold on, real quick. Lakers are one of my three teams I put as a high, high. Okay, give me your Lakers trade then. Uh, well, it's just with uh, the possibility of you know LeBron and stuff going there. It's L.A. I think they could, you know, I think they realistically could do that deal. Um, I think there could, if they wanted to, I think there could be a bigger trade in there uh, to where if Dallas wanted to, you know. If there is a Luol Deng, Julius Randle, I'm just throwing yeah, names out there. Yeah, you would have to do both uh, of those guys to get that back. With a, with a Wes Matthews, you know, Nerlens. Uh, there's a bigger trade in there to where da- where the Lakers would save a lot of money uh, and Dallas would get a decent amount of assets back um, for taking on Deng's contract. But That is a Deng contract, w- man. It's, so it's 17.1 this year, 18 next year, and then 18.8 the year after that. <laughs> Yeah, so so I posed this question on Twitter a long time ago, but would you pay an extra year for Lou Aldang compared to Wes Matthews? Because Wes is on the books for 18 this year, and now they're like 18-something next year. Would you pay an extra year of Lou Aldang for for Julius Randle? So the thing about Julius Randle and Lou Aldang coming to the Mavericks is, so Julius Randle is a restricted free agent after this year. So if you get both those guys... Then all of a sudden, all this cap space you guys have been talking about is is Dunsky if you sign re-sign Julius Randle and keep Luol Deng. So basically, your your free agent hall is going to be just Julius Randle and Luol Deng's basketball corpse. Are you okay with that? Is the front office going to be okay with all of this cap space they've been trying to... I did this hand motion that you guys can't see on the podcast, but I did this hand. So all this cap space that they've been talking about saving and making all these moves to make sure that they... you know keep cap space open is julius randall enough for you to like for this plan to be successful well hold on let me pull out my scroll real quick and i'll scroll down of all the free agents that we've gotten over the past like five years harrison barnes hold on let me look let me look um harrison, harrison barnes, barnes chandler parsons and and west matthews so west matthews chandler, uh, that's a pretty good list at this point everybody makes fun of the mavericks but th- they swing and miss they swing at huge fish and then they miss so they swing at lebron they swing at you know dwight howard and they miss but they get they've been getting some of these guys these like second level guys that are good harrison Barnes fell in our lap because kd picked golden state but harrison so, Barnes also had to pick the mavericks so there's at least that he picked us over like philly but <laughs> look um, at philly now man <laughs> uh, but Harrison Barnes anyway, did not see the future. He did not look into his NBA crystal ball and see this. <laughs> Harrison Barnes look awesome on that team right now. <laughs> uh, well, they got Covington, so don't talk about Barnes in another jersey. Uh, but anyway, I just I think there could be a bigger uh, a deal with uh, LA if with the Lakers. If possible. He didn't answer my question about Dang and Randall though. Oh, would I be satisfied with yeah. it? Um, I mean, I would want something. If I'm gonna take on Dang, I would want something else with with Randall. So I would want a draft pick too. So I like Randall, and I think he would, he would fit with Dallas um, moving forward. But I would want a draft pick too, to where I could sit back saying, "Hey, I got a a good draft pick in Randall." So if you could get Corey Brewer back and play him with Josh McRoberts, I think Doyle on our on Mavs Moneyball would just explode with happiness. I think he would just cry. All the time. He irrationally loves both of those guys so much. <laughs> All right, and everybody's already upset that we've talked about the Lakers again. Okay, the Memphis Grizzlies. Same thing as what I said before, only if they trade Mark Gasol. 
Only if they trade Marcus All, they also have Brandon Wright as a backup five. They've also been playing oddly. They play like Chandler Parsons at five sometimes, like in their back, oh like in their, their second units, which is just like a weird thing. And then they have Deonta Davis, who randomly killed the Mavericks earlier this year. Yeah, he did. Remember that guy? Yeah. All right, the Minnesota Timberwolves. Uh, like you said earlier, there's a potential of like a an odd um, Gorgie Jang trade that could happen. Um, but how high did you have them? I had them as a as a medium. They were one of my nine teams. I had them as a medium case, uh, just because I think Towns does need help down low. I think Nerlens and and Towns could play together. Definitely. Um, I think Wes would look great on this team if they could pull that yep. off somehow. Um, but no, I mean I I think Man. Minnesota could. You just what? imagine playing Teague, Wes, Wiggins, Butler, and Towns as you're down the stretch yeah. lineup. That like that is dang good. It would be good. And, that uh, is that is Gorgie Jang good. So uh, you pretty much just kind of ask yourself like what what would have to be attached to Gorgie uh, to make like a Gorgie Noel swap? Because another reminder. Dallas is, has cap space right now. So with Nerlens makes 4.1 million, they could absorb yeah. uh, a bigger contract or they could just package McRoberts with. They him could honestly help. just take Gorgie straight up for Nerlens Noel with into their cap space. Yeah. If they wanted to, if yeah. they wanted to and if the the Timberwolves were for it, I don't think they would be. But. Yeah, so you know what would a first round pick with Gorgie be enough to take on because Gorgie still has a decent contract left. Yeah, it's like fourteen for the next three years or so. Yeah, so um, I don't know. That would be something interesting. I would. I, th- I think I would. I think I would probably do a first in in Gorgie for New Orleans if I'm Dallas. Oh, definitely. Yeah, I would definitely do that. Hmm. The New Orleans Pelicans. Ooh. <laughs> no. How are they getting boogie? <laughs> <laughs> Um, I've detailed a couple of different boogie stuff uh, with our staff and stuff, but, uh, I threw out a crazy trade the other day that it's just hypothetical, but with Minnesota and Wiggins and all that stuff. And if the whole alpha stuff, if they want to just build around Butler and towns, uh, could Dallas get an, get enough to get Wiggins to flip him to new Orleans for boogie I liked this trade. and could, could a Wes, uh, protected 2019 first in New Orleans for Andrew Wiggins, flipping to New Orleans for Boogie, and then New Orleans is sitting there saying, "Hey, we got Wiggins and AD moving forward in the future. If they're scared about losing Boogie, Dallas gets Boogie and has you know how many ever months to see if they can make that work long term." And Minnesota setting back, you know, pairing Wes Matthews in place of Wiggins, Nerlens off the bench. And uh, Dallas first round pick top ten or something protected in 2019 or 20 or something like that. So that would just be a, that would be a crazy three. T- it's not happening, uh, but yeah, no, uh, not happening because apparently the Mavericks are not going to go anywhere near Boogie Cousins and not going to touch him. So no comment. How much do you believe in that? I don't believe in that. That was a rumor <laughs> flying around earlier. The uh, Oklahoma City Russell Westbrooks, they have. Man, they got some they got some contracts going on. Uh, there is a Stephen Adams proposal trade in uh, Bill Simmons's last Friday column. Uh, I can't remember the pieces to that, but the Mavericks ended up with Stephen Adams. Yeah, it was Stephen Adams, a bunch of fillers, and uh, for basically Nerlens, um, McRoberts, Seth Curry, and something else. So um, I I expanded on that in 
to where I think a, a deal could be there um, if it was Steven Adams, Roberson, or Robertson. How do you say it? Do you say Robertson? He said he said it both ways, so I don't know. Okay, let's just say Steven Adams, Robertson, and like fillers like um, Dakari Johnson, Josh Hustis, whatever, for Wes Matthews, Nerlens, and I forgot whatever else I put in there. But that's the basis of the package. Wes Matthews would never be able to dribble on this team like ever. It, but he wouldn't. But listen, that Wes Matthews replacing Robertson would be perfect for OKC. Yeah, but then they wouldn't have Steven Adams, and they would be so exposed without Steven Adams. They would. There is. I think there would be a case there to to start P, uh, Patterson and just to stretch the five and say let's just shoot all day and play your play your odds. As and Carmelo jumps off the bench and says, "What? Who said shoot <laughs> all day? All the day? He's not. He's not gonna be on the bench anyway." Throws his throws um, who me. Uh, but yeah, I know I pitched that out on Twitter, and a lot of people was like, "I wouldn't take back Robertson," and um, that, or some people's contract. not even believers. Some people's not even believers in Adams, and I really like Stephen Adams. Yeah. Don't get me wrong, I do, I do like him. The a dude lot, is so. is younger than Nerlens, I think. The basis of that Bill Simmons trade is if OKC just turned it in and said, "Hey, we're not a complete contender this year, so let's just avoid the luxury tax." And in that deal, that would put them right underneath the luxury tax. And even in my revised deal, to where it would be West Matthews, Nerlens blah, 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 for Steven Adams, Roberson, they would still be under the luxury tax. So if they um, bring back Paul George and Melo picks up his player option and they got this Russell Westbrook extension, they're going to be like, they could be like a $150 million team. <laughs> insane. Yeah. That is nuts. But no, I don't see Nerlens going to uh, OKC. Even though I think they would love to get their hands on him somehow, I think Salah to them would be great, like a Salah for like Josh well, Houston. They would love Salah. They would love Salah yeah. so much, even though even though the uh, playoff stuff from two years ago still lurks yeah. and still looms. They would. That's one of those things where you bring. Uh, remember when? Remember when uh, Kobe had the ball thrown at him by Matt Barnes? R.I.P. Matt Barnes is NBA career today. By the way, he retired, but. Remember when Matt Barnes threw the ball at Kobe's face and he didn't flinch? Didn't flinch. So at all, that yeah. was that. I was in the finals, I think, or it was usually in a game after they played the finals in the regular season. But uh, the year after that flinch ball situation, they added Matt Barnes to the Lakers. That would be that kind of situation where you have sort of a run in like that, where Salah, you know, <laughs> freaking like upsets all of the thunder and then he gets added to their team and they're like, Oh yeah, we're totally on board with this guy because he's on our team now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It would be the same. All right. The Phoenix suns. Uh, somebody mentioned on Twitter today, a Greg Monroe trade for Nerlens Noel. And I'm like, no, no, not at all. That would make no sense. Doesn't even. But also, somebody mentioned a Tyson Chandler, Nerlens, and uh, I think JJ or Devin or something like that to no. Phoenix. That doesn't make any sense, but I do like the idea of Tyson Chandler coming back to Dallas. Uh, I like the idea of Phoenix taking a swing. I've, I, Phoenix is one of my nine teams. I have them as a medium choice just because Phoenix is in this rebuilding stage where they're looking for players that could be part of their rebuild. And, uh, I think if they could get their hands on him and maybe ship Alex Lynn or even a Tyson somewhere else, that would be intriguing. But so the so let's say Donnie Nelson calls up. Dang, who's the GM for the Suns? I can't think. McDonough. McDonough. Yeah. Yeah. The, uh, the Ryan McDonough. Yeah, Ryan McDonough, the brother of uh, the McDonough that does 
Monday Night Football. Um, calls up Donnie Nelson and says, "Hey, let's uh, let's work something around around it. Let, okay, let's do this. I'm gonna be Donnie Nelson. You're gonna be McDonough. Okay. All right, sounds good. All right. Hey, uh, hey Ryan. So, blah blah blah. How's your family? All this stuff. So I'm thinking I'm about I'm thinking about Nerlens, and uh, he's been showing some good stuff in practice." But I just don't really think we have a role for him on this team. I just doesn't don't think he fits what we want to do. What would you think about modeling some sort of trade around Nerlens and Alex Len? How how could we get how could we get there? Because I think Alex Len could be really really good for us, and I think Nerlens could be really really good for what you guys are trying to do. Uh, especially you know with, with Bender, he could really help him you know replace some of his deficiencies. You could play them together. Definitely. He can start switching. All of a sudden you play Jackson and Nerlens together. And that is a really stout defensive team. That'll cover up a lot of the deficiencies that Booker has on the perimeter. And uh, I think that could be good. What, what, what do you say about a, a Nerlens for Alex Len trade? Well, Hey Donnie, it's a nice hearing from you. Um, you can actually just have Alex. Len. <laughs> yeah. I'll just give him to you. I mean, oh, sorry. That was Mark gonna, Cuban laughing in the background. Sorry. We're not, we're not going to pay him. So, uh, yeah. no, but I like the basis of the deal. I think it'd be cool if we could tie, uh, attach Tyson Chandler to the deal uh, somewhere, you know, just to bring back the nostalgia to Dallas. Well, you know, uh, really, I, I once said that, that Nerlens is a Tyson Chandler starter kit. So, if, you know, if, if that's something you guys want to do, I mean, we could talk about it. That guy, his jersey is going to be in the rafters probably at some point here. Don't, don't tell anybody that, but that's probably something that's going to happen. Um, yeah, so, uh, what about the Dwight Powell kid? Could I get him from you? I mean, how much time do you have? <laughs> <laughs> so, you think that they would just do it straight up? No, nothing would have to be attached to either player? I don't know. I mean, they're both going to be restricted free that's agents. That's hilarious. It's, it's hilarious that these I'm, guys... I'm not a fan of Alex Lynn. No, though. me I either. I don't want him. I'm not. But I just um, wondered what you thought about both sides like who would have to attach maybe like a protected second you know which one do we think has more value and i think neither of them has any value <laughs> like probably would you do nerlitz and dwight for tyson just straight up for tyson uh-huh. oh, i would <laughs> i don't know if tyson <laughs> would like that but i would definitely do no that. tyson wouldn't like that but would. uh i think i would do it too yeah would you touch marquis chris um, I'm not a fan of his attitude Me or anything. Either. It really is game kind of now, but I mean, he's just kind of a guy. I feel like you got to throw, even though he kind of reminds me of, uh, Tyrus Thomas, but oh that's, well. that's a good comparison. I didn't think about that. That was a good one. So, all right. The Portland trailblazers. This is one we both think is, is kind of interesting. They could definitely use a five because I was watching a, uh, a B-ball breakdown video. If you guys don't ever watch B-ball breakdown, it's a really good YouTube channel slash, you know, podcast slash Twitter feed. And, uh, it's this guy, coach Nick, it's not me, but it's this guy named coach Nick. And he breaks down a lot of footage. He was breaking down some footage of James, of James Harden and James Harden was carving up the Portland defense, even though Portland's had a pretty good defense this year. And, uh, he showed this one clip where he's like, watch here now where Al Farouk Amino picks the wrong direction to go around the screen. And all of a sudden it's James Harden versus Myers Leonard. Myers Leonard oh. <laughs> tries to square up on James and James crosses him over from right to left. Myers Leonard then clicks his heels together and James Harden spots up right there and hits a jumper. <laughs> it's just like, like what else did you expect? And you got Myers Leonard as your five, like your defensive, your, yeah. everything's running to him and you're like, what are you expecting at that point? So, my only thing with Portland is, you know, they got Nurkic, and um, 
you know, what did they, they got Nurkic and they just drafted Zach Collins. So they're intriguing only if they just have a lot of random pieces that, that seem like they could be movable. Yeah. Oh yeah. They got definitely movable pieces. And I think Portland will be one of these teams. that will be trying to just swing for anything at the deadline, but I think they like Nurkic a lot and I think they're prepared to pay him uh, this summer. So if that's the case with your, you know, picking Zach Collins, who you drafted over Donovan Mitchell and Malik Monk. Good Lord. Um, I, and I don't see Nurkic, Collins, or Nerlens playing the four. So I would. I Collins don't see I don't, of the three. Yeah, Collins of the three, but still, like I, I don't think Portland makes a play for Nerlens. No, just kind of interesting because of their parts. So yeah, I guess yeah, yeah. there's less moves than I thought there was going to be. All right, moving on to the Sacramento Kings. This is also somebody something that was mentioned to me on Twitter today. Uh, by the way, a report came out from Dan Feldman of NBC Sports that uh, that George Hill is upset. No way. George, <laughs> George Hill is upset because uh, who? What was the guy's name? Sean. Uh, oh my gosh, who's the the GM now of the the Knicks? The Knicks. Yeah. Mills, Sean, Steve, Steve Mills, Mills. Steve, Steve Mills promised George Hill that the Sacramento Kings were going to be a contender once they got George Hill. Once they get a contender, once, George Hill, bro, what are you talking about? I don't care who promises what. That that is like me telling my wife, me driving my little Xterra, saying, "Hey, honey, if you get with me, I we're gonna own islands." Okay, like I don't care who tells you that. Like, look at that roster, Sacramento. Like George Hill, that's your fault for believing it. Good lord, what was he thinking? Like, when you get signed to a team and you are like a like the fifteenth best point guard in the NBA, and you look at the team and you are head and shoulders above everybody else, like what are you expecting? So stupid. And I was looking at their minutes the other day. Why is Buddy Hield? Getting twenty two minutes a game. Yeah, that, that's just <laughs> what? that doesn't seem right. What? Uh, but no, they have a lot of young pieces. I like. I like Bogdan. Uh, Frank Mason yeah. is playing off. The reason the why right Buddy now. hasn't been getting minutes is because of Bogdan, and yeah, I mean, because they've they been got, playing Hill and Fox together. It's like they got all these people. Like George Hill, you like him. Darren Fox, like you. Frank Mason, balling out this year. <laughs> uh, yeah, in college. So like, here's the thing with Nerlens and Sacramento. I think I would take Collie Stein over Nerlens right now. Oh. So like, so Collie Stein's younger and just all that stuff. So I don't think that they would swing for Nerlens whenever you got his, you know, pretty much the same dude in Collie Stein. The San Antonio Spurs. If he can't get along with with Rick, he ain't getting along with Pop. No, I agree there. It's the intriguing, Utah- basketball okay. wise, but not not with not with Pop. The last team we got here is the Utah Jazz. Um, I say no. I mean, they just got Gobert. So, once again, I think if a team trades for Nerlens, it's with the possibility that he could be their long-term starting center, and Gobert's arguably the best center in the league. Yeah, and there, there's no shot there. But the Jazz were a little better without Gobert. Are we going to talk about that? No, because favors suck. They went on that. They went on that eight-game winning streak with Gobert on the sidelines. That's because Donovan Mitchell is the second best. Well, never mind. Wow. Whoa. Whoa. Wow. Isaac Harris just admitted he thinks Donovan Mitchell is better, second than, best better than Dennis Smith. Jazz Turner. player. Jazz player. Second best jazz player. Who's the best Behind jazz Behind Rudy player? Gobert. 
Yeah, he, Donovan Mitchell's the second best jazz player behind Rudy Gobert. I just took a drink of water and I did it in the vein of Kermit, Kermit the Frog drinking his tea. <laughs> I'm giving Isaac the look. Uh, <laughs> second best jazz none player. Of my, behind none Gobert. of my business, apparently. <laughs> so, all right, those are all the Western Conference teams. If you guys didn't listen to our Eastern Conference Nerlens Noel trades, go back and listen to it. You can, you guys can listen to the pods that are, that are, uh, are back. You can listen to the archives. Go, go to iTunes. Go to tweet at us. Tweet at us your three. Give me three teams that you predict that you think Nerlens get, gets traded to. And we'll see who could possibly be right come February. Yeah, we'll check that out. Or come, my, come a my week three from teams, now. <laughs> yeah, my three teams, Atlanta Hawks, Boston Celtics, Los Angeles Lakers. Okay. So let me hear your three. Okay. Give us your three. Give us your three teams. Tweet it to us. Go back and listen. By the way, randomly people listen or I guess robots listen to our podcast from – like before we even started. So I don't know what you guys are doing, but listening to like January podcast of like last year. <laughs> I don't know what you guys are doing. What are you guys listening to? I want to shout out to the loyals that when Nick posts this thing, literally like 20 minutes after he posts, we have like a handful of listens already. I'm just like, how like people, I wouldn't say people, a handful. Some... I would say, I don't know if you could hold all those listens in, in your hand. I, I think it's, it's more like a, Oh my gosh! Those people just listen to that like as soon as I posted that. It's pretty. It's pretty great. Yeah, it's like people get it exactly into their uh, to their phone, and it's just bam. They just push listen. And so, shout out to you guys. Shout who, out to uh, the day listen. ones. Shout out to the day ones. <laughs> and uh, you got anything else? I'll make? leave you this trade. Our friend David Villanueva just 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 uh, tweeted me. Uh oh! Straight up, Nerlens for DeAndre. Who says no? <laughs> Dallas says no. <laughs> Boom. He's so forceful. <laughs> <laughs>